All right. Uh, my name is Brian. My name is Officer Tomlin. Um, I have been a police officer for about 13 years. And this class that I'm going to be sharing with you guys is going to be a class about knowing your rights and, and, and um, how to interact with police officers when you guys have that opportunity or if you have had that opportunity before. Um, I'm gonna go around the room. I do see some familiar faces. There are some that I do not realize, but I want you guys to tell me how old you are and where you guys are from, okay? Um, we're gonna start with, uh, when I call out your name, just go ahead and unmute, unmute yourself so you can go ahead and tell everybody. Kendall and Eric, you can go ahead and unmute yourself. And don't be shy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go ahead and unmute yourself, Kendall and Eric. Can you do it? Oh, your mic isn't working? Okay. All right. We'll go to the next one then. Uh, how about uh, Boston? Can you go ahead, sir? Okay, they just left the screen. Okay. Uh, okay, Boston, there you go. Can you go ahead and tell I'm, everybody how old you are and where you're from? Yes, I am 12 year old, years thing. old and I am from Santa Monica, California. Santa Monica, California, awesome. Uh, Miss Courtney Rose, can you unmute yourself and tell everybody how old you are and where you're from, young lady? I'm six years old, and I'm from New York City. New York City. I like that. Okay, how about, is that Malachi and Bodhi? I don't want to mispronounce your name, but uh, <laughs> thanks yeah. for the thumbs up, buddy. Go ahead. Um, uh, my name is Malachi. Mm -hmm. I'm 10, mm -hmm. and... I forgot where I'm from. <laughs> where do you live right now, buddy? California. California. And the person next to you? He's I'm Bodie, and I'm nine years old, and I'm from California. Awesome. Isaiah, how about you? My name is Isaiah, and I'm 10 years old, and I live in Bowie, or Maryland. Maryland, okay. And, uh... I don't know, Noah, if you can unmute yourself or if you want to start your video, it's up to you. My name is Noah. I'm 13 and I'm from Miami, Florida. Oh, my old hometown. All right. And Kadir? If you're there, Kadir, could you unmute yourself? If not, we'll come back to you. Okay. All right. So... The way I want to do this is um, this is going to be quite an open forum. This is going to be a lot of me talking, a lot of everybody asking questions and giving their experiences uh, when it comes to the topic. And I'm pretty sure your parents have spoken to you about a lot of things that have been going on last year, okay, especially when it comes to police officers and people of color. Um, by a show of hands, who here has had a interaction with a police officer before? Isaiah, you have. Miss Joanne, I know you have. <laughs> uh, Kendall and Eric, you guys have had an interaction with the police officer as well too. Boston, you have as well. 
Okay. Anybody, you can give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Give me a thumbs up if your interaction with the police officer was a positive interaction. And when I mean positive, that you guys talked, that uh, you understood what they do, and um, you just had an overall good experience with the police officer. Killing Eric, I say your thumbs up. Isaiah, you're doing right this, like this, buddy. <laughs> okay. Isaiah, can you tell me what your interaction was and your experience was with the police officer, sir? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, one day. Mm -hmm. My mom was driving really fast to school. Okay, which parents sometimes often do. <laughs> yep. And the police officer pulled us over. Right. And he was like, hey, you can't drive fast. And I was like, mom, you can't drive fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then I said hi to the police officer, I think. And he was mm -hmm. like, hello. And, and uh, instead of giving us a ticket, he gave us only a warning because... He lived in the same neighborhood as us. Okay. Okay. How did um how did he uh how did he behave himself? How was his demeanor? And um did you feel comfortable while he was talking to you? Did you feel afraid? Did you feel like okay, he's just gonna talk to us? He's being a nice, he's being a uh, he's being a very respectful officer. How did you feel? Uh okay, he's nice, he's being a really respectful officer. Okay, okay. Um, who else was that? The Boston, did I see you with your, uh, with the thumbs down or thumbs up? How, how was your interaction with the police officer, sir? It was a good interaction. Mm -hmm. We were at, we were at a park for the Greens Festival. Mm -hmm. And the police came to talk to us about a couple of investigations that they were working on. Mm -hmm. uh, that was it. Okay. All right. Um, so it seems like some of you have had some good positive interactions with police officers. Has anybody had a negative interaction with a police officer? Anybody? Anybody? Okay. I'll tell you that. Oh, Ms. Joanne, you had a negative interaction with a police officer. Can you tell us about yours? You have to hit that unmute button right there, that mute button, if you can find it. If you can't find it, I'll go ahead and, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I can hear you now, go ahead. Mm -hmm. okay. Hi, uh, I'm Bob Clark, I'm Brian's mother, and I did have interaction with the police officer once, uh, going to work, and they said I ran the red light. I said I did not. Um, at that point, she, got, she became very, um, angry with me. Uh, I was trying to pick up the phone to call, of course, my son. And she, she like scolded me, put the phone down, young lady. And um, from that point on, everything went downhill. But um, I remained calm. And I, I remember what my son had told me to do. And I did just that. I, I got a ticket, of course. And my son had to help me get out of the ticket. Thank you, Jesus. But um, I, I respect the police officers and, and if I feel like I'm, I'm against the wall, I, I'm quiet and that's exactly what I did. I listened to what she had to say, even though she was very rude to me. I, I respected her and I respected her position 
and so I can get out of the situation and go to work. So that's exactly what I did. Thank you, Ms. Joanne. Um, I too have had a negative interaction with the police officer, even though I am one right now. Um, I was with my older brother and we were driving in a pretty much predominantly black neighborhood and we were being followed by the police. And I probably was maybe Isaiah, I probably was your age and we got pulled over and the way the police officer approached the car, he was very intimate. He, his stature, the way he looked, he was very big. He was very muscular and his, the way he came to the car and the way he started speaking to my brother, it, it pretty much frightened me a little bit because he was like, what are you guys doing here? What are you guys doing in this neighborhood? There was no, no polite introduction. There wasn't anything like that. So that right there gave me a negative view of police officers at a very young age. Now, I'm pretty sure your parents have spoken to a lot of you about a lot of the events that happened last year. Um, and, um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you have, raised your hand if you guys have uh, heard of uh, the whole George Floyd incident. Everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody did hear about that, right? Okay. Now, when, when it comes to interacting with police officers, when it comes to interacting with one of us, you guys, every citizen has rights, okay? At a very young age, from the time that you're born, you have rights as well too. So just because you're 10, 9, 12, 13 years old does not mean you guys do not have rights. Knowing your rights, when especially when you interact with an officer, is very important and is a very powerful tool, okay? One of the things that you have a right to do is you have a right of a freedom of speech, okay? So what does that mean? So that means that if you do interact with a police officer, you do have the right to speak. You do have the right to tell a police officer, can I ask why you are stopping me? Can I ask why you pulled me over? May I ask what your badge number is? Things like that. Knowing these important, knowing, knowing these rights is a very powerful tool. Some people, especially people in the black neighborhoods, we're not taught our rights at a very young age, okay? And this is why it's very important for me to, to, to come talk to you guys today. How many of you know that when you're talking to a police officer, that if you ask the police officer, sir, excuse me, I need to have your name and your badge number, that they have to give it to you? Did anybody know that? You guys didn't know that at all. That is very, very important, okay? Whenever you, have any type of contact with a police officer, you, you respectfully ask, excuse me, ma'am or sir, I need to have your name and your badge number while we're talking. They have to give that to you. This is very important because this identifies the police officer that you're talking to. And this is their, their badge number is that identifying tool. So right here, this is my badge, okay? Down here is my badge number, 7442. That number will tell the entire department who I am, and this is to know, this is, this is to let the police officer know, okay, I'm dealing with somebody who wants to know who I am and 
they know what they're talking about, okay? So when it comes to that, uh, that incident with uh, Mr. George Floyd, Ken Lenerick, I'll ask you, how did that make you feel when, uh, when your parents spoke to you about it? You can unmute your mic. How did that make you feel? Uh, well, I didn't feel really, I didn't feel good about it. Like, because mm -hmm. I just came like out of school and I just heard about this. Mm -hmm. And then like, we were talking about it during school and I go to an all Hispanic school. So they were, they didn't really understand how I felt about it. How do you feel? How do you feel, Eric? You can speak up. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, really nothing, but it was just shocking. It was just shocking. It was shocking to you, Miss Courtney. Did your parents talk to you about that? About that whole incident with Mr. George Floyd? Can you can you tell me how you felt about it? If you're comfortable with doing it, sad, very sad. Okay. I think a lot of us felt like that. Malachi and Bodhi, did your parents speak to you about that incident as well, too? Yeah, uh, we went to the protests, too. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a very powerful, that's a very powerful thing to be at that age and go to the protest and to see exactly what it is like to exercise your right, to exercise your First Amendment right. Okay, that's very important. Um, Kadir, uh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, Kadir, if you're still there, uh, were you informed about that George Floyd situation? I may not be there. Noah, how about you? If you can still hear me, if you're still with us. The, were you informed of that whole entire situation, sir? Yes. How did that make you feel? It was very shocking and like, it made me realize like how much, how America is. Mm -hmm. And when you say that, how America is, what do you mean by that? Can you further elaborate on that a little bit? Like how certain people view other people of different races and different religions and different stuff like that. Okay, okay, that is very true. As a police officer, we are taught to be impartial and to treat everybody fairly and equally, okay? That is one of the most important things that you can do, uh, that, we, that we have. We have to have integrity. We have to treat people with respect. Just because a person is black, just because a person is Hispanic, just because a person is white, does not mean we should be treating them any differently. And I know that in these videos that have come up in 2020, I know it has been police officers treating people of color horribly bad. They have been, you know, arrested for it seems like nothing. They have been gunned down by it seems like for nothing whatsoever, except for their, the color of their skin, okay? Having positive interactions with us is one of the is one of the most important paramount things that I like to do when I go into communities that I grew up in. All these incidents that have happened have opened my eyes and have opened my some of my colleagues' eyes as well that 
a lot of young black people or people of color, they just don't know how to interact with, with police officers because of everything that has happened in the media, they are frightened when they speak to us. They are afraid when they speak to us. Malik and Bodhi, if a police officer came up to you right now with everything that you've seen on the news and everything like that, would you feel comfortable talking to them? Would you feel comfortable having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them? No, not really, because um, they might do something horrible. Okay. And Bodhi, you feel the same way as well, too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isaiah, how do you feel? Do you Would you feel comfortable right now with a police officer coming up to you and talking to you? If you, let's say you were, let's say you were outside playing and a police officer came up to you and wanted to stop and talk to you, would you feel comfortable talking to him right now? Um, and before you answer, I want everybody to be honest, okay? This is one of those open things where it's okay to say, yes, I would feel comfortable or it's very okay to say, no, I do not feel comfortable at all, okay? Go ahead, Isaiah. I'm sorry to cut you off, young man. Well, I would probably say yes, because I do like talking to a lot of people, mm -hmm. even if I do not know them currently. Okay. okay. Boston, how about you, young man? How would you feel right now if, uh, let's just say, uh, you didn't know me and I came up to you as a, and I came up to you and I was in uniform. How would you feel interacting with me right now with everything that's been going on? Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? Why is that? Because of what he may or may not do. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. And Kadir, I just saw you start to, I just saw, saw you uh, start to video there for a second. If you are able to hear us, um, how would you feel right now if you're interacting with a police officer right now? If I came up to you in uniform and I wanted to speak to you, how would you, how would that make you feel right now, young man? Oh, your mic doesn't work? I am so sorry. You probably said that earlier. Oh, so I apologize. Um, our goal as officers is to make everybody comfortable, every single one of you comfortable talking with us. And it's okay that you don't feel comfortable talking to us right now because of all the things that have happened in the media, everything that has been put on camera, everything that has been shown to America all of last year and including this year as well too. Some of those some of those feelings I want to try to bring out into the open right now because my goal is to have you guys be extremely comfortable with talking to us because when I took an oath as a police officer, it was to protect and serve every single last one of you, regardless of your race, regardless of your gender, regardless of your religion, okay? And unfortunately, there are some officers out there who do not live up to their oath. There are some officers out there who do not respect you, who are afraid of you. They may be afraid of you, Isaiah. They may be afraid of you, Malachi and Bodhi. They may be afraid of you, Kadir. They may be afraid of you, Kendall and Eric, and you, Courtney, be it just because of the color of your skin. Those officers should not be on the street. They should not even be police officers. We are trained and we are taught to treat everybody fairly, fairly and equally, and that has not happened. So you ask yourself, me being a young, me being a, a young person of color, what can I do? 
what are my what are my rights? What is it that I can do when I'm talking to police officers to make myself feel more comfortable and to make sure that you hold the police officers accountable as well too? So one of the things that you can do when we approach you is knowing knowing okay, am I under arrest? Is he going to put me in handcuffs or anything like that? No. Police officers, we have the ability to stop and talk to anybody. Okay. So Boston, if you, let's just say you were walking down the street, you were, let's just say you were out there playing basketball or something like that, or you were just sitting out there reading. And I come up and I talk to you and I say, Hey, Boston, how you doing young man? You know, that right there is the beginning of a interaction that can go positive or can go negative. Okay. So you talking to me, if you were to say, hi, officer, tell them how you doing. And I just sit there and I just sit there and I just start chatting with you and everything like that. That can be a positive interaction. Okay. If I start talking to you like, Hey, you know, tell me about what's going on in your neighborhood or tell me, you know, where do you live at? You know, how are, how are, you know, how are things going? Do you see us often in your neighborhood right there? Usually when the police officer is talking to you about that, they're just gaining information about the neighborhood that they're, that they're patrolling. Okay. I can't tell you where Kendall and Eric, where their mom used to, where, where their mom grew up at in Miami, I used to patrol that area. And I would get out and I would talk to the kids as they were playing in the neighborhood. And you guys know a lot of stuff that's going around in your neighborhood. You all know who's doing wrong. Y'all know who's doing bad. So when I come up to you and I start talking to you, I am trying to gain information about, okay, what's going on in this neighborhood? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? You know, it is a great thing when you guys respond back to us because you guys are giving us that feedback that we, that we may need to help better protect you guys, to help better serve the community, okay? Do you have to stop for us when we ask you to stop? Let's say, uh, let's say, Kadir, you walking down the street and me as an officer, I come up to you, hey, Kadir, come here for a second. You think you gotta stop or should you keep walking? You think you have to stop? No? No? Okay. Uh, Boston, what about you? You think you have to stop if I, uh, if I ask you to stop? Yes. You think so? Okay. Kendall and Eric, if you're, if you're just out there, if you guys are just out there walking home and I come up to you, hey, stop. You think you should stop or do you think you have to stop? Uh, I think so. I think, you think yes. so. Yeah. Okay. So this is how you hold police officers accountable. Okay. Okay. So I am able as a police officer, I am able to stop and talk to you for any reason that I may see fit. Now you as a citizen, do you have to stop? If you have not done anything wrong, if you have not been suspected of committing a crime, you have not committed a crime you're not about to, you are not legally detained, okay? What is detained? Detaining means that you are not free to go, okay? Can everybody remember that for me? When an officer asks, when an officer tells you that you are legally detained, that means you are not free to go, okay? So if an officer comes up to you and you feel a little uneasy, you can, easily, you can simply ask the officer, excuse me, Mr. Officer, am I being detained right now? And the officer tells you, no, you're not being detained right now. You can do one of two things. You can, okay, well, I'm gonna continue to go about my day. You can walk away or you can simply say, okay, officers, I'm not being detained. I'll sit here and talk with you. What is it that you need, okay? 
that is a way you hold officers accountable and that is a way you exercise your right, okay? Especially when it comes to your Fourth Amendment right, which is illegal search and seizures, okay? But we'll get on, we'll, we'll get into that uh, during another class, okay? So you do not have to stop, but you, do you want a positive interaction with us? You do, you do. And that's what we want as well too. Um, another thing that I do run into when it comes to young people of color is that their question is, you know, do I have to show my, do I have to show my, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Lamb, you have a question? Go right ahead, ma'am. You gotta hit that little mute button there. You have a question, Ms. Joanne? Oh, okay. That was Lauren raising her hand. Okay. Um, I forgot what I forgot what it was. I thought you had a question. Um, yes. Yeah, so when it comes to showing your ID, show, uh, providing identification to an officer, okay. Providing your identification to us is something that has been scrutinized all of last year with all the all the social media videos coming up and things of that nature. Certain instances, you have to show your identification, okay? Uh, Noah, how old are you, young man? You said you're 13, right? So are you able to drive yet or no? No. Okay. So when you're in the car, Noah, let's say when you do start driving, I'm going to direct this question towards you because I think you may be the oldest one in here, okay? You're driving, a, you're, you're driving the vehicle and a police officer stops you and they ask you for your driver's license and insurance and registration. Do you have to show your driver's license to the officer? I don't think I would have to unless I'm being stopped for whatever reason. Okay, so I want you to leave your, I want you to leave your mic unmuted for, for a second or two, okay? So in certain states, especially Texas and especially in Florida, when you are pulled over while you're driving, by law, you have to provide your identification, okay? So in different states, it may be a little different. So that that's why knowing your rights, especially when it comes to traffic stops or when it comes to traffic law, is going to be very paramount for you, okay? So in Texas, if let's say you were driving to Texas, no way, and then you were pulled over, you would have to provide your identification. It's part of the transportation code, okay? Now, do you feel that you providing your identification is a violation of your rights? Do you feel like you should have to? You feel like you shouldn't have to? How do you feel about that? Um, I think I should have to provide identification mm -hmm. if it's since I live in Florida, so mm -hmm. that would. Does that make you feel like, you know, if I didn't do anything wrong, why do I have to do myself to you? Does that make you mm -hmm. feel that way? Do you ask that question? Not really, because mm -hmm. sometimes the officer may be just like trying to see what I'm doing or whatever. Okay, all right, okay. So when it comes to that instance as well too, IDing yourself to the officer, especially when you're driving, that helps ease the tension that already that that may be that that may be there nobody likes getting pulled over by nobody likes getting pulled over by the police 
Miss Joanne, do you like getting pulled over by the police? I'm pretty sure uh, you being my mother, you have been pulled over quite a few times, right? Once. Once? <laughs> I think it may be a little bit more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you want to ask me that question. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so, Mr. Frank, I'm, pretty I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure Officer Tomlin doesn't want to ask me that question. Well, Mr. Mr. Frank, I will ask you that question. You be my brother. So... You, you being the, you, you be my, my old, my older sibling. Your only sibling. My only sibling. Yes. You being pulled over, showing your identification. To you, what does that? How do you feel about that interaction? That, that you, you feel you, if you should have to show your identification, or you don't have to. Well, let me just. That? Well, let me just uh, say this one thing first, okay? Because the time that. Officer Tomlin and myself were born in that that particular that that particular you know time point period of time. Um, my thought was always to present my identification and my assurance and have it in my lap when the officer comes up to the window, because at that particular time, and I'm not trying to scare or frighten any of the young gentlemen, <laughs> children here, but, or teenagers, not children anymore, but the teenagers. But I think it's necessary to have that available because I don't, I did not want to give the officer any reason at all whatsoever to think that I was trying to hide something, number one. So yes, I do think it's necessary to do that. However, as Officer Tomlin can, can tell you, can attest to this because there was a time that we were pulled over. <laughs> and uh, we weren't doing anything incorrect. We weren't driving in badly or anything, and we got pulled over. And uh, before I could present the identification, you know, the officer, you know, uh, you know, he had some abrupt vicinities at that time. And uh, of course, the main thing that I did was remain calm and just say, okay, you know, gonna remain calm, not gonna do anything. And everything went fine. You know, of course, still upset, but I still would have my identity to present whenever I got pulled over because I did not want to get an officer any reason at all whatsoever to think I was hiding something. Very true. Very true. Um, and usually, you and usually for a police officer, the traffic stops are the most dangerous types of calls that we have, and um, that's another topic that we can get in that we can discuss at another time. But um, Usually, when we ask an individual for that identification and, you know, they do hand it to us, they may have questions for us, like, why'd you pull me over? You know, what was I doing wrong? And things like that. As an officer, they should tell you. They should be very respectful and tell you, like, yeah, well, my name is Officer Tom from Austin Police Department. I pulled you over for this and this and this reason. That is the way the interaction should go. But you may have some officers who may, who may tell you, don't ask me any questions. Give me your driver's license. Okay, that right there is a bad indication of how that interaction can go. Your best thing to do, if you come in contact with an officer who is very rude, who's not professional, okay? And especially, you know, from my experience, the best thing to do is for you to remain calm, is for you to say, okay, officer, you may be having a bad day. You don't have to say it, but you can say, okay, officer, here you go, here's my driver's license. And you don't have to say anything else. You have, you have every right to exercise your First Amendment right, your freedom of speech, 
you have every uh, you have every right, especially your Fourth Amendment right, to un unlawful search and seizures and things that, and things of that nature. So if you're uh, if that officer is being very disrespectful, very rude. What's the, what's the thing I told you that you asked for every officer you come in contact with? Excuse me, officer, what's your name, your badge number? You ask that question right there, they have to give it to you. Nine times out of 10, that officer will straighten up because if they're not doing what they're supposed to do and you say, okay, okay, officer, and you get that name and that badge number, you go ahead and you notify the supervisor after their interaction is done to let them know this is how your officer behaved while interacting with me. There was no negativity coming from me. There was no disrespect or anything like that. So, oh, Boston, you have a question, young man? No, okay. <laughs> okay, I thought you were waving at me uh, to get my attention. Um, one second, Frank. Um, so for the next maybe 20, for the next 10, 15 minutes, I wanna kind of open it up to anybody who may have questions about anything that may have happened in the past year. Um, it could be about any of the things that you may have saw on social media, any of, any of the news articles that you may have heard, any question that you may have as far as, you know, what should I do in this situation or things like that? Because as a police officer, there's different scenarios for every type of situation. And we can what if these scenarios until, until the next day. So I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from you as far as any questions you may have, uh, any comments you may have about any type of uh, situation with police officers. So if you want to go ahead and unmute, your, unmute yourself so we can go ahead and start. I'm sorry, I'm, the sun is bad right here. Uh, Malachi and Bodhi, looks, you have a question? Go ahead. Are you going to answer? Do you want me to answer or you want to ask? Um, a question from a parent. Is it okay to videotape the officer with your phone? Okay, that is a very good question. I probably knew I was going to have a parent ask me this question as well, too. Yes, yes, you have the right to videotape an officer as they're doing their public duties. That is a very good thing to do. Mostly police officers now, we have body cameras, okay? So we have to be recording everything. We are supposed to be recording everything. But as a citizen, any type of interaction that you have, you are allowed to record. If a police officer tells you you cannot record me, that is absolutely not true, okay? You have to do it in a safe manner. So in a way that you let the police officer know, listen, I'm getting my cell phone out. This is not a, a weapon that can hurt you or anything like that. I'm just gonna record our interaction. The officer may tell you, no, I don't want you to record me. No, you have the right to record an officer. So yes. I would say record every interaction that you have with the police officer. Because one, it goes to show that, you know, hey, I'm putting you on notice that I want to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do, especially, you know, it, there, there goes that saying that it's easy to do, it's easy to do, it's easy to do what's right when, uh, when somebody's watching, but when nobody's watching, is that person going to do the right thing all the time? Okay. So, yes videotape anytime you can and you have the right to videotape an officer while they're and while they're in performance of their duties absolutely great question is there any way to know whether or not his or her body cam is turned on mm. every department has different 
different types of body cameras. So, and usually you can't tell as we're interacting with you, only we can. Um, the way I can tell my body cameras on, there's a little red light that only I can see, but you may be able to, uh, you may be able to hear body cams beeping, beep, beep. That lets you know that it's recording right then and there. But I would probably have to venture to say, no, you can't tell if that body camera is working. Um, and that's why it's probably the best, the best thing to do when you're interacting with an officer. Like, listen, I'm just gonna record our, I'm just gonna record our interaction. That's all. Officer tells you, no, you cannot record me. No, sir. No, sir. This is part of my, this is part of my first amendment, right? I'm allowed to videotape you while you're in performance of your duties. Officer shouldn't be afraid of the camera. He shouldn't be. He or, he or she should not be afraid to be videotaped because you have trusted us as public servants to do the right thing. So great question, mom. Keep them coming. Anybody else? Keep them coming. Kendall and Eric, go right ahead. So if you ask the police officer for their badge number and uh, their name and they refuse, what do you mm -hmm. do? After? Okay. That's a, that's a very good question. Okay. So if a police officer does not give you their, bad, their name and badge number, okay? Nine times out of 10, that is a violation of their policy, okay? They have to. If they don't, you simply ask, okay, I'm requesting a supervisor right now. Every police officer in America, no matter what, if you tell them I want a supervisor present right now, they need to bring a supervisor. They need to request a supervisor. Supervisor is somebody that's higher than them. It could be their corporal, could be their sergeant or anything like that. If they say, no, I don't want to give you my name and my badge number. Okay, I'm requesting a supervisor right now. Okay. If they say, no, I'm not getting a supervisor and they get in their car and they decide to leave, get the, get the uh, you guys know that on every back of every police car, there is a patrol number for that vehicle. Get that patrol number. Okay. There's, there's other ways that you can fight your battles, all right? You may not want to fight your battle right there on the street, but once you get that patrol number, you can go ahead and you can go ahead and call that, and you can go ahead and call into their internal affairs department and let them know, like, this officer refused to give me his name, his or her name and badge number. I have a video of the whole entire interaction, and it is not professional. That right there will go ahead, and there, that will trigger an internal investigation right then and there. So you may have some officers that are that may not want to give you that may not want to give you the name and the badge number, but when you ask when you ask for them and you're videotaping and their cameras on, they should give it to you. They should. Miss Courtney, I haven't spoken to you in a while. You have a question, young lady, or a comment? How how do they use? the the weapons but they they just um just uh make them safe okay repeat that repeat that question for me miss courtney i had a little trouble understanding in the beginning i'm sorry um how do they make the weapons safe how do they make the weapon? How do police officers make the weapon safe? Okay. Um, usually, the safest way 
is for us not to have to want to use. And, and if you mean our weapon, are you, do you mean our gun? Is that what you mean? The gun that the police officer has, is that what you're referring to? You, you froze up, so I don't know if you're nodding yes or no, if you're nodding yes or no. But um, police officers, we, generally speaking, we don't want to pull out our guns because that means the situation's got really intense, okay? There is no safe way, there is no safety on our firearms for the most part. The safest place for the gun is to stay in the holster. But um, it's kind of one of those things where we don't want to, pulling out our, pulling out our firearms, our weapons, Ms. Courtney, is the very last resort that we want to have to do, okay? So that pretty much is one of the safest ways to not have to have it interact with anybody of the public. Go ahead, Malachi and Bodhi. I'm sorry. Uh, the guns actually have a safe feature. There's always like a lever or a button on it that makes mm -hmm. it so you can't pull anything on it. Mm -hmm. Some firearms do. The ones that we carry, the ones that I carry, no. We don't have a safety feature on, on that firearm. And there are some reasons why they decide not to do it. And that's because if we have to act very fast, that's one less thing that we have to manipulate. But um, there are some firearms that do have safeties on them. But, you know, you guys being as young as you are, you know, you should really, and when it comes to any type of firearm, you, you, you need to have your parents there, especially. And there's nothing wrong with learning about being safe around a firearm because, you know, you got, as you guys get older, you guys may come in, come in contact with that. And the best thing to do is leave it alone. Go find an adult. Don't touch it. Don't let anybody touch it. As my nephew Darren knows, he, he knows that from a very young age that uh, that's one thing that you don't mess with. Okay. Uh, anybody else? Any other questions from any parents that are any parents that may be listening? Anything that you may want to touch on that you, that you want me to maybe try to explain? Ms. Joanne. Yes, your father wants to know, should um, young people, the young people or adults carry their ID anytime that they leave home? Yes, you should. You should carry your ID anytime you leave home because you don't know what type of interaction that you're going to have with anybody or if. Or, he said any place you go right now, mm -hmm. this, during this time and period, should you, um, would you should suggest that at all times carry your ID? Of course, yes. I would suggest you carry your ID at all times. There was a situation last night while I was working that um, the, the SWAT team, they were looking for an individual who, who had just committed th uh, three robberies the past weekend. And they were in an area that they thought the subject that the person was in and there are different types of people coming out and they knew who the person was. So. Uh, I know. I guess all he was trying to say. Mr. Tommy, you're froze. Officer Tommy, you're froze. 
Hey everyone, sorry about that. I just made Officer Tom aware that uh, his internet uh, or his screen just froze, so hopefully he may be back very shortly here. I'm so sorry. And, I, I, we and, had another, and Officer Tom is now back. We had another technical difficulty there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, anybody else? While we still have another, you know, nine minutes left, anybody else have any questions? Darren, go right ahead, young man. Okay, so say that like I'm older and um, I'm driving in a car and it's just like me and my sister mm -hmm. and like I get pulled over. Mm -hmm. How do I know, how do I know that like the officer isn't gonna like um, act, isn't going to like act hasty or anything around Lauren? Because mm -hmm. you know, Lauren's not like, you know, regular kids and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I, but I don't know if the officer knows that. Right, right. Um, so to answer your question, Darren, there is no, there is no correct answer to know what an officer is going to do when they walk up to the car. So I can't speak for every officer. I can't speak for how every officer is going to interpret the situation. The best thing to do is that, and I, and I find this to be a good practice is that when the officer walks up to the car, you just let them know like, hey, hey, just before we start, just wanna let you know that, you know, my passenger may be hard of hearing or my passenger may not, uh, may not be able to vocally, uh, vocally communicate with you. So if you have anything, please, you know, ask me. So letting the officer know upfront that the encounter that they're about to have is not of the norm, of the usual, that's probably a good practice to do, but, to ask how every officer is going to approach you when it comes to the car, especially when the situation is not a, something that they may have experience with, it's kind of hard to say. It's kind of hard to put a kind of hard to put a pin on that. Okay, I have a question, officer. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Okay, so I, I know uh, there's been a lot of. Uh, <clears throat> social media videos and whatnot, when you see random people walking and you see officers walking into an individual, I don't know if this was already discussed or not, but individual individual walking down the street, officers pull up, you know, is that, um, is, it, does the civilian or the person have the right to say, I don't have to identify myself to you because I've not broken any laws mm -hmm. if they're just walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Now, Okay, so so if, if I'm walking down the street, mm -hmm. mind of my business, officer mm -hmm. comes up, hey, where are you going? Mind of my business. Okay, I, I need you to stand over here, show me ID. I have mm -hmm. the right to say no. I don't have mm -hmm. to show you my identification. Mm -hmm. Does that officer then have the right to detain me upon suspicion or, or anything? Okay, so do you have the right to do that? Of course. If you have not done anything wrong, if you're just walking home, like you said, like if you're and, and I, we did briefly touch on it. But, yeah, if you're just walking home and an officer tells you, hey, stop, and you say, no, I'm going to keep walking home. And he tells you, no, come here. Remember, I said that um, the officer has to have three things to legally detain you. OK, 
those three things have to be that you have committed a crime, he suspects you of about to commit a crime, or you already have done one, or you already have committed a crime, okay? It's a technique, it's a, a rule called the three-prong test, okay? Do you know if that officer is making that up? You're not going to know that. You're not going to know yeah. that. Yeah. So, okay. so then that kind, so then that kind of goes back to the the, the second uh, thing you said there first out of the three prongs, mm -hmm. the suspicion of I believe you're about to commit a crime. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's why uh, as as uh, adults we have to you know it's sad, but we have to tell our children here uh, that uh, an officer uh, not all officers are bad. Okay, I can attest to that very, very, very much that not all officers are bad. And there are going to be some of those who will say that uh, based upon suspicion, I'm going to detain you. And that, I think that's where I have questions about mm -hmm. that, especially when it comes to our young men. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, does the, what my son being under the age of 18, does he have the right to say, well, I want my, I want to call my parent right now. Mm -hmm. If the if the officer says I'm going to detain you upon suspicion, mm -hmm. can my son therefore say, okay, I want to call my dad right now? Mm -hmm. Does he have that right to say that? And does the officer allow him to do that right then and there? Not when they take him in or put him in the car. Mm -hmm. Can they say yes? Call your parent right now. Okay, so there's so that's a so that's kind of a multi-part question. So you do have the right to as your as a uh, Darren being under eighteen. Anybody here being under eighteen? Okay. An officer cannot interrogate you without a few things. Cannot interrogate you without your parents being present or without you being read your Miranda rights. Okay. That's going to be another topic for discussion um, as, a, as the classes continue. Um, so, and there, and there is a big distinction between interrogation and, and question. There's a big distinction between that. So, Darren being under 18 or anybody in here being under 18. You're stopped by the police officers and you want your parents, you don't feel comfortable answering any uh, question without your parents being available. You let the officer know right then and there, I'm under 18, I would like to have my parents available, please. Okay. The officer, he or she may tell you that, no, you don't need to have your parents available right now. Okay. I don't have to have my parents available. I don't have to answer any questions whatsoever. Just provide your name. Just, just ID yourself, and that's it. By law, you do not have to answer any type of other questions because, one, you're not allowed to be interrogated, okay? You are too young, and you do not have any parental consent, okay? So that is one thing that you all have to remember. Asking general questions like, hey, where do you live? What's your name? Things like that. Those are okay questions. But when it starts getting into more of a direct question, like if I were to say, Noah, if I were to say, hey, Noah, what did, uh, what did you do uh, today between 2, between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m.? You don't have to answer that because you have not been read your Miranda rights and your parents are not, your parents are not uh, available, okay? You don't have to answer those questions. So that's when that's when knowing your rights, that's when knowing your constitutional rights comes into play. Because some people may just start talking. They just may start saying, okay, well, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. You don't have to do that. And this is not to cause further, further, um, 
uh, I want to say this, this is not to cause further headbutting between the officer. This is to exercise your right to like, no, I do not have to answer any questions right now. I'm just going to provide you my name, my date of birth, and I want my parents here. So that is my suggestion to anybody. If you are stopped and you feel uncomfortable and the police officer starts asking you a barrage of questions, you do not feel comfortable answering those questions, you don't have to. You just provide your name, your information, your date of birth, and that is it. You tell them, I would like to have my parents respond to the scene or I want my parents' contact. That's that. We only got about five more minutes left. So, Thank you. Um, I think you had a question with Eric and, and Kendall. Oh, Kendall, Eric, did y'all have a question? Go ahead. I, I have one, Brian. Um, yes, yes. Let's say your child is in school. Yes. And um, something, you know, an incident or something happens and they want to check your child's book bag or interrogate them or um, sometimes even kids are even arrested. Can they do this without the parent being present? Uh, and certain, okay, so certain things uh, as far as, let's say, like you said, interrogating, uh, interrogating your child. No, we cannot do that. Remember, remember what I told everybody. There's a big, uh, there's a big distinction between a questioning and interrogating, okay? You cannot be interrogated without being read your Miranda rights and without your parents being present. You guys are under 18. You guys, everybody in here is under 18. They cannot do that, okay? When it comes to searching your book bag, okay, there's something called an expectation of privacy, okay? When you come into a school, and this, and this may differ from different states and things like that. So when it comes to, when it comes to uh, being in school, having your book bag searched, that's gonna depend on the school, the school policy. And that's going to depend on that's going to depend on the, which state that you live in, because as it is your property, you do have a right to expectation of privacy of the property that you are carrying. Okay, but if you are being legally detained or you know you were under arrest or something like that, God forbid, then you know the searching of the book bag and things like that, that's really going going above and beyond, and that means that point's already been passed. But as far as right then and there, situations in school, parents have to be notified. Parents have to be notified no matter what, especially when it comes to police interaction with their children. They have to be. There's just no way around it. So if you guys are ever questioned by an officer in school, you need to say, you need to, excuse me, have my parents been notified yet? And if they tell you no, it's like, well, I'm not going to answer any questions besides my identify myself to my parents have been notified. That is your right especially you being under 18 years of age. Uh, we got maybe one more minute left. Anybody else? Anybody else real quick? Noah, uh, any, any, uh, anything? Kadir, anything? Since you guys are probably the, some of the oldest ones in the class. Anything, young I man? Have a, I have a question. Okay, go ahead, sir. If there's like a lot of traffic on the expressway and a police officer turns on his sirens and lights just to get around the traffic, is that against the law? Uh, no, no. Uh, especially like if there's a, if there's like, that's going to be up the road. No, that's a lot to do. Um, we, we're doing that because a lot of the times we get calls about, oh, there's this, there's a, there's a traffic hazard or there's a, or there's a crash that's a, that's a, on that same road. When we're turning our lights and sirens, we're trying to get there. 
nine times out of 10, by the time we get there, the situation is completely different from what we have been told. I have been, I've had a call where there was just a minor crash and then I turned my lights started to get there. And when I got there, the car was completely flipped over. A child car seat had been thrown out of the car and the baby was still in there and thank God the baby was okay. But none of that information was given to me while I was on the way there. So that's not against the law. So we do that for a reason. Sometimes we just have to get there because we don't know if anybody needs any type of assistance or anything. Uh, Malachi, I saw you raise your hand. Did you have something, young man? Um, another parent question. Oh. On the day that um, George <laughs> Floyd, on the day that he was murdered, there were quite a lot of people watching that were everyday citizens. Could any of them have done anything to stop it? That would have been. And also, wow. if, if someone ever sees that happening again, can we do anything physically to stop it? Wow. Okay. So that right there is a very unique question. And I can answer this a number of ways. Um, during that, that whole George Floyd incident, that's something that definitely rocked you know, the whole entire world. Um, the general bystanders that were there, could they have done something more than what they were doing? In my honest professional opinion, I would have to say no. And the reason I would say no is because of this. That situation was dynamic in itself from the start. You had officers who were fixated on George Floyd, who was not resisting arrest at all at the time that he was handcuffed. And then as an officer, you being the general public, I don't know what your intentions are. If I'm dealing with somebody and you're coming up to me and things like that, yes, I should interact with you, but I don't know what your intentions are. Nine times out of 10, an officer is not going to let you come into the scene and start doing things. They, they won't. Just because we don't know who you are, we don't know if you're armed or anything like that. The best thing that any of them did, that all of them did, was record that whole entire unfortunate incident. Because I've been watching some of the trial this week. And when you hear or you watch the videos, there was nothing that they could do. There was nothing that they could do because them trying to run up to Mr. Floyd, they could have potentially been seriously hurt because those officers should not be officers, period. Any last one, any, any one of them that was involved in that situation, they should not be, they should not be wearing a badge. So if any of you ever do have a situation like that where you do see something going wrong and it just does not seem right, videotaping it, having a voice for that person or that individual who's not able to do that right then and there is possibly the best thing that you can do for them. Getting names, getting badge numbers, you know, recording the whole entire incident, you know, those are the things that, that made this case what it is right now. If there were no, if there were, if nobody at that scene had took an, taken out their video camera to, to record the whole interaction, we probably would not be having this conversation. 
Okay. That's probably the most, that's probably the best thing that they could have done for Mr. Floyd is to share his story and let everybody know what, what happened to him so that he could be given justice. That's a very good question, mom. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to answer because I wasn't there, but just in my general, just in my 13 years, I usually don't have people run up to me and try to get involved in the scene. But if it's like a medical emergency and I need help, I have people come up to me and say that, hey, I'm a, I'm a medical professional, I, need, I can help. I will let that person come in and help. I had to do CPR on somebody last year. I'm sorry, yeah, last year during a marathon, they had a heart attack and I had to start giving CPR and the doctor came up and tapped me on the shoulder and said, I'm a doctor, let me help. And I just let him help. So that is a very unique question. So um, that's probably that's probably just my only response to that one. Um, it looks like we have to cut things short, everybody. Uh, we're, I think we're a few minutes over. <laughs> um, but uh, the next class, I want you guys to write down when we have a Q&A because the last 30 minutes, that's what I like to do. I want you to have Q and A's for me. I want you to have questions for me. I want you to have any type of uh, situation or any type of scenario that involves us, that involves us police officers, I want you to ask me that, okay? If I don't know the answer, I would tell you straight out and flat, I do not know the answer. I'm not gonna sit here and, and lie to you, but I would like for you guys to have Q and A's for me for the last 30 minutes of class. And this is where we have the open forum, the open discussion that we need to have amongst our youth and amongst the community so we can have better interactions with police officers, okay? Um, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I hope that I was very informative to your children. If y'all have any questions for me, um, I think you can email the, uh, email the, um, uh, I'm having a brain lapse here, the, uh, huh? The 100 Classroom Black Kids, any questions or comments, negative or positive, please send them. So that way that it helps me better to inform our youth, okay? All right, y'all. Y'all have a great afternoon, okay? Goodbye. Very good class. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.